When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Senior Bowl week, and the Indianapolis Colts are down in Mobile, Alabama, to check out some of the best prospects in this year's draft. So who are some players the Colts will be paying close attention to? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and as always, I'm here with my fellow analyst and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, we're finally talking about the NFL draft, and, and we're starting, it's our first draft episode of the season in January. It's Senior Bowl week, one of the most fun weeks out of the year. Unfortunately, neither one of us could be in Mobile. Uh, this week, but that's not going to stop us from talking about it and talking specifically about players that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have their eyes on all throughout the week. But how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good. And, you know, it, it'd be it would have been nice to talk a little bit more about playoff football. But, hey, you know, the Colts, I think that they overachieved this season. And now you get to look forward to the future yet again with an already super young friend or a, a super young team that gets to add more youth to that roster. And I really think that this time it's a little bit more of a relaxed process because you've got a quarterback. Yeah, that's first and foremost. You've got your quarterback, you've got your coach, and uh, there's a lot of pieces in place, and they're young pieces, and they played pretty well given the circumstances. So now you get to look forward to the Senior Bowl. This is where it all starts, and uh, the coverage is going to be on NFL Network, and you and I definitely will be tuning into that. Yeah, absolutely. Our own Jake Arthur is down there in Mobile this week. Uh, so is Shad. Shad is down there in Mobile to to capture all the action. So uh, make sure to 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 you're following them on social media and following everything that they're going to be writing on HorseshoeHuddle.com throughout this week. Stats Matt is here. It's officially draft season now. The suit the Senior Bowl is here. Ready to talk some names. I got in the holster, and of course Patrick Ryan coming out already being a menace, saying that talking about a whole himself so uh we'll 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 see what happens tonight should be fun we're going to talk about first of all why the why the senior bowl is so important to to the indianapolis colts talk about some positions of need and then drake and i are going to give a few names uh that we think the colts could be interested in fit what the colts will be looking for at those positions so but if you haven't done so please go follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on facebook Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know when Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night so you never miss a chance to join the live chat. Guys, we're only about 59 subscribers away from 2000 slow we're getting closer so make sure you are subscribed to the youtube channel but if you can't catch us on youtube 
no worries. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star review so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. So, Drake, like I said, it is Senior Bowl week. And the, basically the entire NFL scouting community is down there in Mobile, Alabama to watch uh, over 120 of the best draft prospects in this year's class. Uh, obviously, out west, you have the East-West Shrine Bowl that's that's going on, and those practices are happening. Uh, but, but most of the attention is on the Senior Bowl. And, and Drake, let's be honest, since Chris Ballard took over as the general manager for the Indianapolis Colts, they, the Colts have placed such an importance on the Senior Bowl. I'm going to give you some, some numbers here. So in those, I think this would be the seventh season now. So in those seven years, the Colts have drafted 27 players that have participated in the Senior Bowl since Ballard became the GM. And let's just look at the list last year. These are all the guys that participated in the Senior Bowl or were down there in Mobile, Alabama last year uh, that the Colts ended up drafting or ended up on the Colts roster. You're talking about Juju Brents, Blake Freeland, Adetomua Adabare, Darius Rush, Daniel Scott, Will Mallory, Evan Hall, and Isaiah Land. All of those guys were either drafted by the Colts or ended up on the Colts roster. So, Drake, when we say that the Colts uh, hold a lot of importance and take a lot of stock into what happens at the Senior Bowl, we definitely mean it. Yeah, and look, Chris Ballard really loves the guys that are willing to go to it. There's a lot of prospects that, you know, are usually on the uh, that are more that are projected more on uh, at the earlier parts of the draft and the higher round guys. Sometimes you don't see those guys go. You know, you just don't. And so um those names though that really stick out to me are guys like Juju Brents, guys like uh, Blake Freeland who I know that he had kind of a rough rookie season. They didn't expect him to have to start so much, but Nonetheless, he played both left and right tackle. Okay. So uh, Daniel Scott, I think had, I think they had some high hopes for him. And then of course, Will Mallory and Evan Hall, two kind of really quick athletic guys at skill positions that I think that when healthy Evan Hall is going to have an interesting role in this offense. That's somebody that I think people forgot about. This dude's a hell of a receiver. So um, they, they do a lot of their scouting at this thing and they really do pick a lot of their draft picks from there. And um, even guys like Adetomo, Adabawari, and Isaiah Land, depth pieces, they're looking everywhere at the Senior Bowl, man. Yeah, and the, the, the what's unique about the Senior Bowl is this isn't just a uh, uh, an All Star game. You know, they go through these drill. They go the the, the there's this unparalleled access at the Senior Bowl where they're they're watching practice, going up against uh, these guys that that are the top caliber in college football. Sometimes when you're talking about especially uh, uh, smaller school guys, this is their chance to go up against the the big guys there, the the, the high high uh, star prospects at the senior bowl. So you can learn a lot of information that way. But a lot of times this is the first time the teams are meeting with players. You know, of course the the they hit Colts have their regional scouts out there that travel to different schools, but this is the first time uh, really that they have sit down meetings with these prospects and and they get to learn a lot about uh the 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 person uh, in, instead of what they're just talking about on the field. So uh, it's, it's, it's really important to see what they're doing out there with the pads put on in practice. The stats, Matt says, uh, they talked about it on Pat McAfee's show. It's the combination uh, on, it's the combine on steroids, I should say, because they're in pads and practice, do one-on-one drills, interviews, plus they have the game on Saturday. So 
can really gather a lot of information on these prospects that way. And the Colts also have an inside as far as uh, we'll be getting inside information as far as because they've got coaches that are going to be help coaching, hope, helping to coach this game, I should say, as Colts assistant linebacking coach Cato June, former linebacker for the Colts uh, in, in the 2000s, and assistant offensive line coach Chris Watt are both coaching in this game. So, Drake, not only are the Colts going to be able to see these guys uh, in the stands while they're practicing, but they've got a couple coaches that are going to be able to get their hands on uh, some of these guys as well. Yeah, that's like, I love the fact that you said that they've pretty much got unparalleled access because that is one hell of an asset to have uh, both the two of their guys from their coaching staff down there literally helping with this game, helping with drills, talking. I mean, they're going to be able to like be in the ear of these guys and learn so much about them. So uh, trust us when we say that that is going to be one of the biggest things that they're probably going to pull from that. Uh, the, the Colts scouting department, Chris Ballard, all those guys are going to be right in the ear of both Cato June and Chris Watt and figure out, you know, hey, what'd you hear? Who impressed you? Who didn't? Just so that they can get a little bit ahead of this while they can because as soon as that Super Bowl is over man it's it's all hands on deck and the gate the gates open up so it's like they want to try to get ahead of things and uh what better time to do it than the first opportunity you had man exactly so now let's talk about some of the different positions that that the Colts will be looking at and obviously I think one of the biggest ones is starting on the offensive side of the ball Drake pass catchers whether it's wide receivers or tight ends basically the Colts need to add more explosiveness to this offense you know you're you you think you're set at quarterback with with Anthony Richardson certainly the Colts are going to try to build this thing around uh the number four overall pick in last year's draft and and certainly what he showed you in that small sample size you can be very optimistic uh, about that uh Jonathan Taylor has been inked to an extension for the long haul so you have your star running back in place so now you're talking about wide receivers and, and tight ends to add with with the likes of Michael Pittman Jr., who the Colts will try to re-sign. Josh Downs, Alec Pierce. Uh, you're hoping Jelani Woods can can come back and and really get going in that regard. But but still, the Colts just need to add more explosiveness to the offense. And I think you can do that with these pass catchers. So so Drake what do you think are going to be some of the major things the Colts are looking for with this group of wide receivers and tight ends that are down there at the senior bowl? You know, uh, it's more for wide receivers, but I think that you're going to be looking for playmaking ability. All right. Kind of like you said, that explosiveness. I don't really mm -hmm. think that they're looking for a possession guy. All right. They've, they've got that with Michael Pittman. I do fully expect them to resign him. Um, really with both positions, maybe they want a guy that's going to fit what AR does well. All right. And get the ball down the field back to that explosiveness, um, speedy, good hands for the wide receiver. And then for tight end, that's the big question mark is what do they think of Jelani Woods? Because that's going to factor in how to, what they're scouting. But I would say that if they're looking deeper into a tight end blocking ability, I think strong hands. And I put a question mark on this, but potentially a starting caliber guy. It's really going to hinge on Jelani Woods. And what do they think of guys like Will Mallory, Kylan Granson? You know, I think that they already know what they have with Mo Alley Cox. So it's really on Woods, Granson, and Mallory. What do the Colts think of these guys and how far do they really think they need to look into the tight end position? Yeah, I agree. And and I I, I like how you said this, that some Get it looking at wide receivers and tight ends, just pass catchers in general that fit what Anthony Richardson does yes. best, you know, because 
the Shane Steichen and, and Chris Ballard and this group, they're trying to build this offense around Anthony Richardson and put playmakers around him to to really accept to really accentuate his strengths, you know. So you want to look at, at guys that that have potent have one of their strengths would be the deep ball, you know, the Colts definitely didn't have as many deep balls last year because of Gardner Minshew being the quarterback, but that's one of Anthony Richardson's specialties, being able to throw the deep ball. That's why we think that when, if Anthony Richardson gets time with Alec Pierce, we can see more production out of Alec Pierce, but either you also need to have, have more there. So I think a deep threat in, in that as well as yards after catch. You know, yeah. I, I think that's something that the Colts drastically missed last year was was a wide receiver that could really create yards after catch. Uh Josh Downs did so in, in spades, but but you really need a guy that that you can get the ball in his hands in open space and he's gonna make things happen. Want to give a shout out to Truett for our first super chat of the Woo. evening. Thank you so much for the two dollar super chat, Truett. As always, we appreciate all of your support buddy uh and 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 hopefully you're enjoying the show glad you could join us this evening so so drake keeping that in mind let's let's dive into some of the players uh but before we do that we've got another super chat just coming in off the top rope from richard horton thank you so much for the ten dollar super chat richard and and he makes a good point here he says i've said for years the senior bowl is ballard's baby i fully expect a draft pick incoming from it by the way drake looks thirsty so so richard getting in here uh really trying to uh, uh get help quench drake's thirst but even uh richard you're exactly right you're helping me get loose for this you know like you really are yeah. you really are but but yeah the, i would be shocked if there was a not only just one draft pick from the senior bowl but oh, there's going to be multiple you know probably f- at least four three four five guys that come from the senior bowl will end up being colts next season so richard thank you so much for the super chat really really appreciate it so so drake let's let's start talking some players give me give me three uh, three guys that you think three different pass catchers that that are really going to be uh, uh, key to all of this. And who do you think the Colts are really going to to zero in on? And then chat as well. I already see some some of you guys putting names in there. Throw in who you guys think the Colts are going to really be looking at in this at the Senior Bowl, or, or who you are going to have your eyes on in the Senior Bowl, and and we'll shout them out here on the show. So Drake. Uh, who are your top three guys that you think the Colts are, are really going to be locked in on as far as pass catchers are concerned? You know, um, I've, I've got three and then kind of a, a wild card, but three receivers, Jamari Thrash uh, from, from Louisville. I love his big playability. In short, Georgia State, four years, goes over to the ACC in Louisville and literally sets career highs. Uh, so he's he's got that he's got that big playability, I think. Ricky Pearsall, strictly because I think, think that maybe they're looking at we want a guy that's got rapport with Anthony Richardson well there you go and then without Anthony Richardson he had his career best year in Florida and then Xavier Leggett from South Carolina this dude is like let's see I've got it right here this dude is six foot one 220 pounds so he's more of a compact receiver he is he is he's a physical specimen that can pretty much do anything you need him to do um and I think that maybe he needs a little bit more work on his route running but that's also a big play guy and then a wild card if they do go tight end I think it's going to be uh I think it's Brevin Spanford from Minnesota perfect blocking tight end he's He's about six foot seven and he's 270 pounds. So uh, those are the guys that I personally think they're going to look at. Maybe a couple of those um, are going to be the later 
like more more of the later picks, but I I really like Jamari Thrash. I think that the Colts are going to be looking at him pretty deeply. Those are definitely some interesting names. I liked how you put how you picked uh, uh, Purcell uh, from from Florida because he has that connection with Anthony yeah. Richardson. But but for me, you named my number one guy that I'm going to have eyes on: Xavier Leggett, the wide receiver out of South Carolina. You you kind of you even put his size down a little bit. I've got him here as official measurement at six three, not six one. Oh. So he's even bigger than you thought, Drake. Uh, <laughs> but he's still 220 pounds of built wide receiver, really good size. And, and the thing about, about uh, Leggett is that he's got that long speed, you know, he's might not necessarily be the quick win guy, uh, but he's got really good long speed. So you put the ball in his hands and get him into open space. He's going to pull away from you. Really good cat testing. Uh-oh, I think we might've lost. I think we might've lost Andrew, but while he, well, he figures out his technical difficulties. Basically, he was he was kind of there. He is there. He is anyway. Continue. For some reason, <laughs> it, it just kind of shut off on me. But hey, I'm back, guys. I'm back. So so, anyways, Xavier Leggett. So really good contested catch ability and that yards after catch ability as well. Really good sign there. Uh, but one thing that that I think he does need to work on, though, like you said, not the best route runner, you know, and and that's something that he's definitely going to need to work on at the next level. But when you're talking about a guy that's got those yards after catch ability that that's that's Leggett right there stats Matt says that Leggett fell to me with his hand and arm size and his height being two inches uh shorter than listed so so yeah there's definitely some measurements there in in question so it's going to be it's going to be a big week for him to see to see what he does there uh down in Mobile Another guy for me, a wide receiver, Davantes Walker, wide receiver out of North Carolina. There was a lot of a lot of noise around Tez Walker earlier this year because the, he had transferred and the NCAA wasn't going to allow him to play. Thankfully, he was able to play eight games with uh, with North Carolina. And in those eight games, he just scored seven touchdowns. No Jeez. big deal right there. But uh, again, a guy that's got elite acceleration and speed, that deep threat and yards after catch ability. So that's that's kind of what, I, what I'm focusing in on. These There's a lot of wide receivers there at the Senior Bowl that can be uh, deep threats, you know, and, and really fit into this Colts offense with, with Anthony Richardson, add some explosiveness, add some yards after catch ability so you can turn a seven yard pass into a uh, a 15 to 20 yard game you know have that kind of ability that's what's going to be really really key uh, i think for this for this colts team uh so so tez walker is a guy and then at tight end drake theo johnson uh tight end out of penn state really reminds me of of kind of like what drew ogletree should have been for the yeah. Indianapolis Colts, you know, a bigger guy, more of an all-around tight end. He can, you can place him in line, but he's also pretty athletic, very athletic. You can put him as a wide receiver. Can really, can really do it all. So, so uh, the only thing that 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 I think uh, for Theo Johnson is just he just really hasn't been able to show it on a consistent basis. So, but hey, maybe it's like like a day three tight end you're looking. Theo Johnson could be the guy. And, and, and again, another guy that just adds an explosive, explosive element to, to this Colts offense. So whoever you're watching at the senior bowl this weekend, I definitely think it's, it's, you gotta be looking for those guys that are explosive. That's who the Colts are going to have their eyes on and, and potentially want to bring into this offense.
Yeah, and it's especially true on on offense. I mean, obviously, you want explosive on defense is a little bit different. You know, you're talking about pass rushing ability. You're talking about ball hawking ability. You know, you're talking about incredible coverage. But on offense, boy, they were just missing it. You know, they were really missing it in pass catcher format. So I, I love your picks. I, I think that our picks uh, really are probably <laughs> spot on for what the Colts are looking for just because it's it's black and white what they want. They want playmaking ability. They want somebody that can break away like a Leggett, like you said, and and they want guys that are physical specimens. As you as we saw last year, every freaking dude that was picked had a Raz score of like nine or higher. Okay, so Ballard loves his athletes. He he needs explosive players on offense, and he needs guys that fit Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen's scheme well. So uh, those are the guys that I would. I would kind of pay attention to. And also I like our tight ends. I think that those could be some sleeper day three picks for sure. Exactly. I want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife, Danielle for her super sticker on the evening. Really appreciate all of that. Uh, and, and appreciate the, the nightly super sticker every time we do this show. Uh, so thank you so much for all of your support, but let's look at the chat, Drake. Let's see some names that, that the people are talking about stats, Matt. Uh, well, actually let's go to stats, Matt, right here. Say Tez Walker and Amalekai Corley are, are his two wide receivers to watch. Uh, Corley's a smaller guy, but uh, I think he could rise up some draft boards if he has a really good good week at the Senior Bowl. Patrick is given quite a few. Uh, let's let's stick to the, some of the offensive guys that Patrick has here. Jackson Powers Johnson, that's a center. Zach Frazier, another center. If the Colts want to look at potentially uh, trying to to groom someone for to replace Ryan Kelly in a few years, those could be potential options. Uh, Johnny Wilson at wide receiver, really big wide receiver uh, from Florida State, and then tight end Ben Sanat. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see wh- uh, who all performs this week. Let's check out some other ones here. Of course, want to give a shout out to Noah Compton. He is down in Mobile this week. Hey. Wish we could be there, brother. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy your time. Uh, definitely going to be checking out everything that you're reporting from Mobile. Everyone, make sure you're following uh, Noah on social media and and all the, he'll be reporting down there in Mobile as well. Patrick also has a good comment about uh, Ricky Parcell. He says the comparison is Jackson Smith and Jigba, and he has a good relationship with Richardson. He's also a good separator, but he's not going to have a high Raz score, which the Colts covet. Yes, so that's the thing also when you're looking at these prospects. You guys have to remember, the Colts love athletic prospects. If they're not an elite athlete, most of the time, the Colts aren't going to to really look at them. The past two years, I don't think the Colts have drafted a single uh, uh, player with a relative athletic score lower than nine or, or lower than the elite grade. So, so Drake, these guys have to be high level athletes. Otherwise, the the Colts, the Colts, they just don't fit what the Colts want to build with this team. Yeah, and you know, I, I love the fact that Patrick brought that up because a guy like Pearsall, by all you know, by on paper, he looks like a guy that should fit right into what the Colts are trying to do, but he's gonna have to do something special. I think he's gonna have to really wow um the scouts for the Colts to be like, you know what? He's probably gonna land around like a six point five or a seven RAS score. They're gonna have to they're going to have to be wowed by some sort of skill like the separation, maybe route running. Maybe he's quick. Maybe he's you know got a lot of agility or something. Maybe he's got yards after catchability that nobody figured that he would have, and you find it out at the Senior Bowl. So um, I absolutely love the fact that Patrick said that. But, yes, I mean, 
good Lord Ballard absolutely is obsessed with athletic dudes. And um, I just don't think that's going to change anytime soon because he has literally the most athletic quarterback ever drafted. And I agree. I think I think that's going to be uh, key. It's just it's just going to be something that that everyone needs to keep their eye on uh, this week and through the entire draft process. The goat Logan Schmidt is in the house. Uh, good to see you, Betty. Says either of you going to the Senior Bowl? Unfortunately, we are not. Both holding it down both, here, holding it, holding the fort down here in Indiana. But like we said earlier, Jake and Shot are down there in in Mobile, going to be capturing all the action for us. There are boots on the ground for the Senior Bowl, so we'll have you covered from all angles still here at horseshoehuddle.com. So, Drake, let's move on to the defensive side of the ball here, and let's talk about the guys going to be defending these pass catchers, and that's the defensive backs, cornerbacks, and safeties. Obviously, uh, uh, Colts went young with this group in 2023, and they definitely took their lumps. The Colts are hoping that those guys take the next step, but they also need to bring in more talent. Uh, I think that was clear. So, Looking at the cornerbacks and safeties, what are the Colts? What are the Colts going to be looking for? What types of traits uh, are going to be what what the Colts want in in their defensive backs in in Gus Bradley's system? I think that they want the if they can if they can help it, they want the long rangey guys. They they want the guys that are that are kind of like Juju Brents' build, um, but J- Jalen Jones's physical style. Okay, that there, there's a couple Colts comps for you, um, but they are they might not shy away from a guy who fits the scheme really well. That's a little smaller, like a Kenny Moore. Um, I think that it's going to really depend on the athleticism and are they do they feel like they're going to fit Gus Bradley's scheme well? And they might be looking for somebody of more of a depth piece at cornerback. But as far as safety goes, I really think they want a guy that can fly down the field. They want a guy that's a surefire tackler. They want a guy that can probably play strong or free. But I'm telling you, I really think that they're going to lean more towards the free safety position. I would agree for the for the safety spot. A guy that's 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 got center center field range, uh, good ball instincts. But ultimately, with these defensive backs, you, you're looking at guys that have good speed, long arms, good athletes. You know, uh, not afraid to to tackle in the running game and mix it up. Physical cornerbacks, aggressive cornerbacks. That that's the something that I think that the Colts are are going to be looking for. You know, I think they they really like what Juju Brents can be over on that one side. Jalen Jones, I think he he was good, but there's probably going to be competition for Jalen oh, yeah. Jones on that other side. And the Colts are still lacking that 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 cornerback with elite speed that can really carry and stick with wide receivers all over the field, especially if they want to play more press man coverage moving forward. So with that in mind, and that especially I think we talked about the cornerbacks, but yeah, Drake, I think safety is definitely an area to watch and probably an under, we already had a, a horseshoe huddle halftime episode about this, really an underrated uh, position yeah. of need for the Colts. So what are some names in that defensive back group that, that you think are, could stand out or that could impress the Colts this week? So right out of the gate for me is, is uh, I think, yeah, it's Oregon's Kyrie Jackson. Love is uh love is long build. He's a little bit thinner, but I do think that he fits exactly what they're looking for. And plus he defends the run pretty well. I mean, uh, when he's transferred over to Oregon in 2023, guy had five tackles for losses. I mean, he was in the backfield a lot, stopping, stopping the ground attack. Another guy is a smaller school guy. Uh, uh, I think it's Kenyon Mitchell from Toledo. Uh, I think that his speed, I think that his athleticism is going to jump off the charts to the Colts. And then for safety, I just love, I love the way Jaden Hicks is built. The dude's like six foot four. He's like 200 pounds. I think he can play free. I think he can play strong. 
And I really think that he could potentially push a guy like Nick Cross, which, look, I understand Nick Cross had his moments. But two things, I think that and we both kind of think this, that they're going to re-sign Julian Blackman. He's not expensive. And I think that they're going to make sure Nick Cross can play. So I, I, I think Daniel Scott's also going to fit, uh, you know, factor in. So those are the three guys for me. Uh, but I think out of all those guys, I absolutely love uh, the small school appeal of Kenyon Mitchell. I just think that his athleticism is going to jump off the charts. Yeah, Quinion Mitchell uh, from Toledo. Quinion. Uh, I, mean, I think he's expected to be, uh, especially if he performs well here at the Senior Bowl and and at the Combine. You know, wouldn't surprise me if he's taken within the first within the first fifteen to twenty picks. You know, and and battling for the top cornerback in this class. So he's he's very rangy. You know, sol- great in zone coverage, and yep. and for a team that loves to play loves to play zone and then go to more of like a man match scheme. I mean, Mitchell, like you said, fits Gus Bradley's scheme very, very well. Solid tackler in the run game. Uh, he's definitely not afraid to mix it up and get physical. And he's also has has the speed to stick with those receivers deep. Again, that's something that that is needed. And and, and while we 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 love the potential of Juju Brents. That 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 game against Houston, where Nico Collins beat him on that deep ball and ended a seven, and it led to the seventy-five yard touchdown right out the gate for the Texans. The Colts just need better cover corners, you know. Whether it is a guy like 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 Mitchell or my personal favorite, uh, the guy who's the guy that's not going to be at the Senior Bowl, uh, but potentially the best cornerback in this class Nate Wiggins out of Clemson you know uh, a guy that that is very very long has great size and runs a 4-3-40 you know someone that can stick with those wide receivers so uh but either way it, that's kind of what they're what those the Colts are going to be looking for in terms of cornerbacks so another cornerback on my list a guy that was thought to be a really good pick or going to be a really high pick in this draft and just didn't have the type of 2023 season that we were all expecting. Kalen King out of, out of Penn State, you know. Uh, overall, he's a very, very good athlete. Again, you got to look at those high caliber athletes. Those are going to be the guys that the Colts are targeting. He has really good play recognition and, and he's fluid in press coverage. So again, when the Colts are trying to pl- play more press coverage, wanting to uh, implement more man match in into their scheme, press that's that's going to be that's going to be really important one of the knocks on him though the size and the strength not that that big type of cornerback that that the Colts really like to go after and and you mentioned that that Kenny Moore is a little bit undersized at five foot nine but his got he's got some of the longest arms of any cornerback in the league so if you're going to be small like that you're going to have to have some features that 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 really stand out whether it's speed arm length uh, uh being able to your your jumping ability something that makes you stand out from the rest so it's going to be interesting to see how kalen king matches up with some of these wide receivers uh throughout the week and then the safety uh i, I really liked how you picked uh um uh, the, the Kyrie Jackson out of Oregon and Jaden Hicks. I think both those guys are going to be very interesting for me. It's Cameron Kinchins, uh, the safety out of Miami. 
Good nice. athlete with really nice coverage skills, great ball skills, and a high motor. All of those, it seems like, just really fits what Chris Ballard looks for in a prospect. He does need to work on 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 some of his eye discipline. He can get caught looking in the backfield, and that can cause issues. But I think overall, I think Cameron Kinchins could be a guy that you could get in in maybe the second, the third round, somewhere like that, and and he could be a st- a really good starting safety for you for for years to come but but i think there's a lot of a lot of good talent in the back end especially at the senior bowl here drake that the colts can really get some some again some explosive playmakers on the defensive side of the football yeah and uh d- just to address a uh, blue nation here so kool-aid mckinstry absolutely is is has been linked to the colts and the dude is built like sauce gardener he's like real thin you know, real fast, real good coverage skills, but I don't think he's going to be at the Senior Bowl, is he? Correct. He's he's not a he's not at the Senior Bowl. I don't think yeah, he's but, even a senior. I think he's a redshirt junior. I don't think he's a senior. So this is we're talking tonight. We're talking strictly Senior Bowl prospects. We'll get into the other cornerbacks down oh, yeah. the line, but it's Senior Bowl week, so we're going to talk about the people that are going to be at the Senior Bowl who the Colts are going to have their eyes on this week. But yeah, like hey, like you said, every, every single prospect that we had, they they either fit the scheme. Okay, they're either athletically freakish or kind of what you said about Kenny Moore. If they are smaller or they are, you know, more on the the lighter side, they have some sort of feature that sticks out where a guy like Chris Ballard or, you know, a guy, um, you know, like Ed Dodds uh, and anybody that's watching this thing, they're going to be like, okay, you know what? He's not this, but he's got this. So there's got to be something that sticks out if you don't have the athleticism or the speed or these freakish traits, uh, I think, for the Colts to pay attention. Because that secondary, while it is young and while the the future is bright, they still really do have some glaring issues they need to uh, address. Let's go to the chat here, Drake, and let's see what people are saying. Patrick is saying for Kyrie Jackson, Jackson is going to have an 8.5 plus RAS score, and quarterbacks have a passer rating of 44.2 when he's targeted. And that's something that I think is really going to entice the Colts on on both levels. They need better coverage out of their safeties, and then they would like a, a, another a more athletic guy back there as well. Definitely something to keep in mind uh, throughout this draft process. Stats map. Jaden Hicks is a box safety. Kalen King at the cornerback. And Javon Bullard, or, B- or Bullard, excuse me, is a free safety type and can cover the slot if needed. All of those really good picks. Uh, and I think I think Stats Matt says he also, uh, uh, Kalen Bullock fits Gus, Gus's size at free safety and is great in coverage as well. So uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a, a lot of interesting names to watch here, especially in the back end. And that's why I think, I think this is going to be very important, Drake, watching these one-on-ones between the wide receivers and the defensive backs at the senior bowl, because you're going to have a lot of wide receivers. We talked about the wide receivers, how deep, deep threat yards after catch, but a lot of the guys we mentioned, what was the knock on them? Not the greatest route runners, their ability to create that separation. So that's going to be key for them. On the other side of the ball, 
guys or their coverage skills? How are they going to be able to stick with these fast wide receivers? That's going to be really, really interesting to see. And and the one-on-one periods, whether it's offensive linemen versus defensive linemen, or it's uh, wide receivers and, chi- and tight ends uh, versus the, the, the defensive backs, those are some of the most important drills that are done all week at the senior bowl where where these these scouts are able to watch these guys go go good on good and see if they can just straight up beat their man uh in those drills so it's going to be really key and and really important to see who who stands out in those one-on-one battles in the trenches as well as outside with the with the defensive backs and the pass catchers well, yeah, and you know, I, I know that I know that it kind of right now is burned into the mind of Colts fans. But you go back to that play with Nico Collins and Juju Brents. That right there is just a it's you versus him. Which one of you two is going to win this? Okay, and a lot of times these coaches, especially experienced coaches, they're going to throw a veteran on you if you're a rookie. All right, and if you're out there on the field, they're going to just say, "Look, match up with him." Let's see if he can beat you. And you you have to win. So I, I absolutely love the fact that she brought up those one-on-one drills because everybody's talking about the game, the all-star game. That's great, but it's really these drills, offensive line, defensive line, tight ends, wide receivers, defensive backs, whatever. It's these one-on-one drills where I think you really see these guys shine, at least in the eyes of the scouts. I, I agree. So let's move on to our, our third and final group. The, the the defensive line edge rushers and the interior of, of the defensive line because because like we talked about uh, i think it was our last episode last thursday drake when we were talking about the defensive line really getting some depth behind grover stewart and deforest buckner it's going to be imperative this offseason so let's talk about it what are some of the characteristics the colts are going to be looking for from these guys on the defensive line so from deep from the defensive end I just I still think they're going with pure power and athleticism, uh, and I think that they are looking for the ability to rush the passer, potentially over the ability to stop the run. Not saying you just want a guy who's one-sided here, but I think they want to lean more towards a pass-rushing guy because they lacked consistent pressure, and they probably want to push Quiddy Pay and a couple of those other depth guys. Uh, but as far as defensive tackle, man, you want a guy that's got run-plugging consistency. Um, not saying Stewart can't do that. But we're talking more on the ends of like uh, Taven Bryan. Okay, we're talking more on the ends of the the, the depth guys, but also the ability to put pr- pressure on the quarterback up the middle. So you want more of a complete guy rather than just a run stopper or just a pass rusher. But I will say, if you had to have one of the two at defensive tackle, you definitely want the run stopper. I agree. Just having that somebody because you saw when Grover Stewart wasn't out there last oh. year, how the Colts got gashed uh, uh, against the run right up the middle, Everyone right did. right where the replacement was uh, for Grover Stewart. So let's talk about some of those guys, Drake, uh, for on the defensive line. Who are some guys that you're going to be watching and who kind of fit those those profiles uh, that we talked about for for the defensive linemen? So uh, two defensive ends and a defensive tackle. So for me, defensive end number one is uh, Adisa Isaac from uh, Penn State University. So he's six foot four, but he's only about 245, 250 pounds. So he's a little bit of a smaller guy. Um, but man, he's got real quicks. He's quick. He's very fast. He could be a speed rusher and he could give some issues to guys that aren't ready for that speed. So that's one guy to look out for. I think he fits more of like the Samson Ebicom body type or more of like maybe a Titus Leo type of body type. Um, but then I, I think it's, I think I'm pronouncing this right. It's Layatu Latu. There you go. Um, I'm telling you, man, 
I really think he's one of the most complete defensive ends in this draft. He's well-rounded with the run. He's well-rounded with pass pressure. He's strong. I just, I think he would be a perfect fit. But then for defensive tackle, I went with the most massive guy I could find, and that's Tavondre Sweat uh, from Texas. The man is six foot four, and he's like 350 pounds. Perfect. Okay. He's, he's a massive defensive tackle that can absolutely overwhelm. Um, he can overwhelm like interior linemen and he'll draw double teams if he even gets one or two plays where he beats his guy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the one knock on him, as a lot of defensive tackles get, is that he's not your premier pass rusher. But you know what? He's so big and he comes off the line so hard that he can legitimately still put pressure on the quarterback. But man, he is going to not give you any problems in the run game. Exactly. I think sweat, I think sweat's a borderline first round pick, you know, at, at defensive tackle. And it wouldn't surprise me if he does go in, in the back half of the first round there, but, but Drake, you, you and I are on the save wavelength with lot two there, you know, the guy, the guy has just been uh, a, a freak the past couple of seasons, you know, he's, he's very, a very, very a uh, 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 good pass rusher has a great first step and and good bend. That's that's kind of what I have seen from him in the early tape that I've watched. Just gets off the line of scrimmage really quickly. Has a good good variety of pass rush moves too. Doesn't just have one specific move. He goes in there with a plan. He's more of a polished pass rusher. Typically in the past, the Colts have gone for guys that are more maybe more on the athletic side, uh, uh, but 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 need more refinement. You don't have to worry about that with Latu. He's got he's got a lot of really good pass rush moves already in his arsenal. So uh, again, a really good pass rusher. Uh, get, definitely gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I think over the past two seasons at UCLA, twenty three and a half sacks, and he's also a, a good against the run. You know, he's not just a guy that's strictly a situational pass rusher. If the run is coming his way, he can definitely put a stop to it as well. Big guy, good size, uh, and I I don't know if he's going to test out of the building per se as an athlete, uh, but I think he's going to be a good enough athlete for the Colts that that it's not going to be any thing to worry about the biggest thing with Latu, and this really won't be won't be necessarily answered at the senior bowl uh, it's probably going to wait till the combine but it's the medicals you know he suffered a neck injury back at washington uh in 2019 and and was medically retired from football yeah. uh, but the last two seasons at ucla he's had zero issues so uh, i think Latu has incredible talent but as far as the chances the Colts take him, that's really up in the air. I think the medicals are going to just be so key on all of this because when there's medical issues that arise, the Colts typically err on the side of caution. I know the the Achilles injury with Dio Dangbo happened. Uh, definitely the ACL tear with Julian Blackman. Those can definitely go against my argument. But when it's different, when it's something like a neck injury, the Colts the Colts just they they they're really cautious about that. But if the medicals clear him, then there's a good chance that that he could be up there high on the Colts board. Another edge rusher, as Patrick is kind of reading my mind, Chris Braswell, uh, the edge rusher out of Alabama, opposite of Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner is probably the best defensive player in this draft, but Braswell's pretty good too. Absolute athletic freak, a guy that is going to to test out of the building uh, in the combine. Going to be exactly the type that that Chris Ballard and and the Colts love to love to see. 
Um, freak athlete got a really a lot of pressures there at Alabama. And what's something that, that we talked about the Drake, that the Colts need more of more consistent pressure on right. the quarterback. Braswell would help do that. He's good, got solid speed, real good bend, uh, can definitely get around the edge and to the quarterback quickly. But the area I think he needs to work on again is, is against the run. So he probably is going to start out as a situational pass rusher, uh, probably not a starter right away, more of the third down pass rusher until he can well really refine his game and become uh, uh, more of an every down pass rusher, be able to defend against the run, but you can still use him situationally to go out there, get some really good pressure on the quarterback, basically just pin his ears back and tell him to go. And, and I love the sweat, the sweat uh, pick that you had. I'm going to go a little bit late, a guy that I think the Colts could potentially get a little later in the draft. McKinley Jackson, the defensive tackle at a Texas A&M. Basically, basically the uh, uh, the quintessential run-stopping defensive tackle. Really big guy, has impressive get-off and a good motor. Uh, uh, he's He maybe lacks the ideal size he's, uh, as far as height is concerned. I think he's only about 6'1", 6'2". Doesn't have the best length. But in terms of stopping the run, you're talking about a guy that comes in there at the nose tackle or at the two the two technique uh, that can eat up double teams and and really just just be a clog in the middle there jackson is the guy so uh, i i think that's what you're going to look for uh, edge rushers that can really get after the quarterback like a lot to in a braswell and and those run stopping defensive tackles those are the guys that the colts are going to be focusing in on this week at senior bowl yeah and look you you have you got to think from the colts perspective I know Quiddy Pay wasn't exactly, you know, otherworldly at pressuring the quarterback, but he is still the, the bona fide starting defensive end. Correct. Samson Ebicom has pretty much solidified himself as the perhaps maybe even the most well-rounded defensive end that the Colts have. And then, of course, you've got Grover. Okay. Fully expect him to get re-signed. You've got DeForest uh, as well. So then you've got Dio, and then you've got Taekwon, who that's up in the air. But look, even let's just say that they let Taekwon walk. This is this is I think for the defensive front, they're looking more for depth guys that might surprise them. Okay, I I, I do think that if they see if number if hey, number 15 walks or if number 15 comes around and they're like, "Hey, we really think that this guy is uh is going to is going to, you know, help us get to the next level as far as pressuring the quarterback. Maybe they go that route. Maybe they wait a couple rounds, but I do think that they're looking more at the senior bowl for depth pieces with the upside to surprise them and maybe have starting level talent. I would agree. Uh, Stats Matt is all in on McKinley Jackson. Says my non-Texas University defensive tackle is Braden Fisk, a bowling ball like Grover and an Indiana boy. So uh, looking for some local ties there if you want to go after Fisk. Also Dwayne Carter at defensive tackle. Stats Matt, or I'm sorry, Patrick also coming in here saying to watch Chris Braswell from Alabama. He's going to be a 9.8 to 10.0 Raz guy whose player comp is Derek Hall and is much better at pass rushing uh, versus run defense. Exactly what I was saying. Coming in to be more of a situational pass rusher rather than more of a three down pass rusher. I think that's where Braswell will start and, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how much playing time he could get if he was with the Colts uh, and, and how he can develop because the more he can develop and become uh, better defending the run, that's how he's going to become more of that every down pass rusher as, as, as opposed to just the situational guy where he comes in on the NASCAR packages or the obvious, obvious passing down situations. So, but Drake, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of talent down there in mobile 
this year, really all around. And we only touched on really three position groups of, of the past yeah. catchers, defensive backs and, 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 and defensive linemen, but offensive line depth is certainly something that the Colts will always look at, you know, uh, linebacker you know with with Shaquille Leonard no longer in Indianapolis you do have Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed but adding some depth and adding the next the next kind of uh not generation necessarily but the next round of linebackers you you really need a good coverage linebacker I saw some names like like a Peyton Willis or a Cedric Gray uh was thrown in the chat those guys definitely could watch uh do the Colts look at adding uh, a running back to potentially replace Zach Moss or do they have faith in Evan Hall we'll have to see there so the, the senior bowl is a great opportunity to look at guys from all different positions and, and for the Colts to really dissect how these guys play against top talent in this draft class, and then get to sit with them one-on-one -on -one in these interviews and really learn about the person, their football character, what makes them tick and how, as Shane Steichen loves to say, how obsessed with football they really are. Yeah. And look, this is, going back to what we were talking about early in the episode, it's a super young team mm -hmm. and you're bringing in rookie talent. Okay. So like this, this is a team that is going to be there while Steichen's here. This is a, a quarterback and you've got your core pieces are pretty young. So I, I, I think that they're going to really take the senior bowl serious. I mean, they always do, but I really think that this time it's, it's a little bit different because they don't have to worry about quarterback. They don't have to worry about in the back of their mind, who the hell is going to be coaching this freaking team for years to come. And Steichen is on a six year contract, which I know anything could change between now and then, but based off of the way that he performed with an, with an undermanned team, I think that the future's bright. I think that the ceiling is high here. So um, they're still probably going to go after the guys they usually do, the tradesy guys, the athletes, all that. But they're going to definitely address depth issues. They're going to address areas where they felt like they could be better uh, during the 2023 season. And like Andrew said, we only covered a couple position groups here because otherwise we'd be here for two and a half hours. But we'll get to those other ones. Don't you worry. <laughs> We've still got a long way before the draft kicks off at the end of April. But, Patrick, you're right. Like like Chris Ballard said, he leaves these nuggets and he said it for a reason. We want to get more explosive on, off, on both sides of the ball. So look That's for right. those explosive players on offense and defense there at the Senior Bowl. And who knows? It could be two of the guys we named. Uh, uh, Leatu Latu. Or or Quinion Mitchell, both of those guys potentially could be the pick for the Indianapolis Colts at number fifteen in April. We'll just have to see. So let's move on to the latest Colts news and rumors. Just have one thing to talk to you guys about today. Uh, and guess what? Ed Dodds will be staying with the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, the assistant GM for the Colts was one of the finalists for the Chargers GM opening, uh, and that went to Joe Hertz Hertzig, I think, or Her Hertz. I, I, stats Matt, correct me on on what his name is. Either way, uh, Ed Dodds did not get the uh, the open GM position for the Chargers, so Dodds will be returning with the Indianapolis Colts and will be in-house and, and helping Chris Ballard uh, uh, and, and the rest of the team as they go through this draft, draft uh, process once again. Yeah, look, that's a, that's a huge positive for Colts fans because this is still, a, like we were talking about, a young team that's developing. And, hey, if you can get Ed Dodds for one more season, in the midst of all this, perfect. Now, for, for Dodds, it's, it kind of sucks because I think he's overdue for a general manager position, but his day is going to come. It just will. Just like for Morocco Brown, eventually both of those guys are going to be general managers at some point. 
Exactly. Hortiz. Thank you, stats, Matt. <laughs> um, but so yeah, the Colt that's and that's a big get because Dodds, Dodds is one of those guys that he's Ballard's right hand man. He he's not and he's definitely not a yes man. If you know Ed Dodds, that dude says what he's thinking, doesn't care who is there, uh, and he's brutally honest at times. Not afraid to challenge Ballard's opinion, Brown's opinion, anybody's opinion in that room. And I think that's good. That makes them better. You don't want a bunch of yes men in there. You no. want those guys to challenge each other's positions and and make them prove uh, why they feel that way. You know, and that's what helps makes this team better. So Ed Dodds will be back with the Colts in 2024 uh, to help this team get even better for next season. But it's officially Senior Bowl week, Drake, and there's going to be there's a lot of fun prospects as we talked about quite a few of them tonight. A lot of fun prospects that we're going to be watching this week, and and that, like we said, there's a very good chance that multiple players uh, that are participating in this in this All Star game this week. We'll be on the Indianapolis Colts roster uh, when the draft concludes at the end of April. Yeah, and we can't say it enough that for the first time in a long time, the two glaring issues are gone. All right, mm -hmm. the coach and the quarterback and the offensive staff and the staff in general, really. So now you can focus on what are you going to put around the coach and the quarterback? What are you going to do to make the offense more explosive? How are you going to fix the areas that needed depth, that needed more talent? That's where this all starts, and it starts at the Senior Bowl. So um, if you can tune into it, everyone, watch it. Because like Andrew said, don't be surprised if four or five of the seven guys or if Ballard trades back and gets another couple picks. Regardless, I think that at least maybe like close to half or maybe over half of the draft picks are going to come from the Senior Bowl. Exactly. So that's our show for this evening, guys. Really appreciate everybody tuning in to talk about these prospects as it's officially draft season for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and we're finally getting into some of these prospects that we're going to talk about ad nauseum uh, throughout the spring months. So I want to give a shout out to our super chats this evening. Truett, Richard, and my beautiful wife, Danielle. Thank you so much for your super chats. And thank you to everyone else who, who, who joined us this evening to talk about these prospects and potentially future Colts uh, come the end of April. If you haven't done so, please follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know when Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night so you never miss an episode or for breaking news episodes because as we get closer to free agency, those oh, episodes yeah. are bound to happen. But if you can't catch us live or on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe give us a five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you i know drake you've been writing away on horseshoehuddle.com as always tell the people what uh different articles they can check out that you've written so three of the ones that were real fun recently are the five best individual performances from the Colts' 2023 season. It might help everybody get excited for the future. Um, how bad the Colts missed Braden Smith in 2023. Uh, and then three reasons that the Colts must retain Julian Blackman. Fantastic pieces. Make sure you go check that out. For myself, had a piece on Michael Pittman Jr. that I talked to you guys about last week, predicting what I think a potential extension will look like for between Pittman and the Colts. Uh, took some some of the guys that recently signed extensions into account, looked at their production versus Pittman's, what the Colts have done in the past, and what, what would work out best but for the Colts and for Pittman to come to uh, an agreement there. So make sure you check that out. 
I'm also going to do the same thing for Grover Stewart this week. Going to be looking Ooh. into his contract because while we think he's going to get a big deal, how big is it actually going to be? So we'll look at Grover Stewart and try to figure that all out. Plus, I'll kind of have some some of my notes and some things I'm hearing or some things that I've seen uh, from the Senior Bowl practices of guys that have stood out to me. So be prepared for that and all the other fantastic writings from our staff at HorseshoeHuddle.com. Go follow Drake at DWalsterDrake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we'll be back Thursday night to recap everything that's happened at the Senior Bowl, talk about the prospects that stood out, some of the prospects that didn't, and who the Colts could be targeting after Thursday. So everyone, enjoy your week. Be sure to catch all of the Senior Bowl practices on either NFL Network or ESPN, and we'll be ready to talk about it all Thursday night. We'll see you then.